Yo, what's going on, you guys? What's up? It's me, it's your buddy, it's your boy, it's your pal, us, that good friend of yours, John O'Milo, back at it again with another episode of the Cry Baby Sleep Podcast. As always, thank you guys all so much for uh, coming around and uh, checking out this content from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys all so much, and hope you guys enjoy the episode. See you guys in a bit. Peace. So here, here I am back again with another episode and again with another horrendous head scratching, just absolutely just mind boggling story. Once again, I just want to go ahead. I want to start this episode off with a content warning. So, you know, reading or ingesting content that has to deal with police violence. This is just a, again, this is like a forewarning that this is the subject matter of this video. So if any of that is, is something that is, is difficult for you to, to, to deal with, to see, to, to read or to ingest. This is a content warning from me. Just letting you guys know that this is going to be the subject matter of this one. And this, 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 this story is, is head scratching. I don't want to give too, I don't want to pre-preface too much because I, I have a lot to say about this one after reading this one through. So let's just go ahead. Let's just go ahead. Let's just jump into the story. This one comes to us from abc.net.au. Byron Bay police officer not guilty of assaulting naked teenagers. And this was posted about two days ago on the ABC.net. Police officer has been found not guilty of assaulting a naked handcuffed teenager in Byron Bay in January 2018. So when I got here, I was not aware. I was not aware of this off. You know, this does not seem like the sort of thing that would have come up on my timeline that I would have that I would have known of. And just there's just so much just to un unpack here. This boy is naked. What is the instance of them even having to? I've said too much. I've said too much. Let's just go ahead. Senior Constable uh, Mikhail Greenhall was accused of using unreasonable force when he struck the 16-year-old who was being restrained on the ground by officers with a baton six times. Magistrate Michael Dakin dismissed the charge after a six-day hearing, which began in November of last year and resumed in the Lismore local court yesterday. He rule there was evidence that the strikes were necessary given the teenager's erratic behavior and the difficulty officers had restraining him. Dude, he's naked? What kind of ruling is that? Naked 16 year old? You should definitely strike him multiple times just because he's acting erratic. This is the sort of stuff where when police come into question about their about their actions against people that I just dude like what erratic teenager deserves to be struck multiple times what in the world what is going on there man? that's just there's this judge and this officer already just sound just really they just sound like a piece of work the incident which also involved capsicum spray and tasering was captured on a smartphone which sparked an investigation by the law enforcement conduct commission now, i find this funny that the officer is um is oh he didn't do anything wrong and then again you can just see right, right on his face it's, it's the police investigating themselves a law enforcement conduct commission do, do you really think that this is the kind of group that's gonna look into a case of a, of a teenager being tased and had pepper spray in his face and smacked with a baton multiple times it just does not sound the law enforcement conduct commission have a pretty stellar record just just off the surface of this thing when, when dealing with these sorts of cases like dude what in the world this is gross man this is disgusting the lecc then made a recommendation that the department of public prosecution should consider charging senior constable um, 
Michael Greenlock with assault. Yeah, yeah. So what happened here? Well, I mean, I can tell you what happened here. You know, it's police investigating their own. The more people that they put into handcuffs, the more people that they abuse and harass on the street, the more money that goes into these local departments, you know, through through taxes, through housing criminals and, and the fees and fines in which they get from anything from, you know, traffic tickets to, you know, all, through all sorts of different mechanisms throughout their union. Of, of course, well, when it came down to actually charging this guy, it just ran through everybody's hand, freaking sand. But this totally on, and I don't want to use the the analogy, you know, if this was anybody else, if this is two people on the street, it'd be assault. Because I understand that, you know, the, the police, they, they sit in a completely different jurisdiction than an average citizen. But the issue within their their training, within the academy and within the laws that they're sworn to protect and in the laws that they're supposed to use in order to justify these sorts of actions always ends up in this horrible muddy pool and you end up with a teenager naked a naked child being beat and tasered and have pepper spray in his face and then the, the adult who should have known better as a citizen or a police officer and then all the other officers involved you trying to tell me that all the money that these these courts and these police academies and all of these different unions and everything that protect and bolster the institution of policing don't have any other gears to work in other than beat the 16 year old is wow man it's disgusting the Kurt heard senior constable Gree hogs struck the teenager 18 times with a baton and this is the interesting thing about the story because as we went from six times to 18 times to eight and then previously in the story it's 18 times and being pepper sprayed and then being tased I, and i'm not laughing because you know this this is something that's not serious this is very serious this is very just just all around just just grim and macabre i do not like this sort of i do not like this sort of stuff and i do not like having to deal with it on these terms but this is the nervous laughter how did we go from six times to 18 times this is from one officer or to another one they tried to charge with assault and then this other one he beat him multiple times this this is just wild what ended up happening to this this child this is just a full-on naked beating in the street it's just it's just disgusting but the charge of assault only related to six strikes that occurred while the boy was in two pairs of handcuffs and being restrained on the ground by several police officers now th this is the sort of thing where if you were to look at it just on the surface this is this is this is all the grounds for something ending, ending up being potentially fatal if you were to see this thing if you were one of the people that were out there that day in 2018 and you saw this thing this totally just seems the ground for someone to get fatally hurt and this is a kid this is a fragile fragile point in somebody's life and that's just me just talking about the physical aspect of it what about you know the the mental the psychological and emotional aspects of this where it's all of these grown men putting on their their weight their body and their force and using it all against you and then just using all of these different technologies against you like capsicum spray and tasers it just it just sounds like a horror show the young man's stepfather said he was lost for words and that the shocked family will be exploring other ways to seek justice in the legal system now yeah i i totally think that you guys should just like just run this just run this into the ground these officers that are involved in this you guys should and i i, I know that the 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 last thing that should probably come up is some sort of restitution there should be some aspects of like pain and suffering you know the paid out to the family but the but the ultimate the ultimate statement here is that you guys should seek justice like what what in the world multiple grown men be all over this child and then as usual just over and over and over again they, they investigate themselves and then absolutely nothing comes from it nothing nothing happens so yeah
yeah, salute to this family. Shout out to this family. Fight them. Fight them to the very end. Everybody that's involved in this case and supporting this family. Fight. Fight these crooked police officers to the very bitter, bitter end. Claims a strikes born out of anger. And closing submission today, prosecutor Brittany Parker said witnesses to the incident in Lat Latin Lane who gave evidence earlier in proceedings had described the young person as pacing and yelling out for water and help. Yeah, this is totally how I would have solved this problem. Somebody's like, please, can you give me some water? I'm yelling out on the street and I'm naked, um, having like some sort of episode. Let's go ahead and let's strike them multiple times. Let's put two sets of handcuffs on them and spray them with pepper spray. This all sounds, this is totally something that I would have done. The average person would have acted like this. This is, it's just sick all around. It's ultra sick. This was a scared and naked young person who was unable to comprehend police commands and needed help. Pretty straightforward there. Miss Parker argued senior constable Greehog's six strikes were excessive and born out of anger rather than a proportionate measured response. You think? And I'm, I'm not saying that like as a disrespect to, you know, to Miss Parker here, the people or any of the, you know, any of the people representing this family is this, you know, born out of anger. Like, I, th this is just me just making it in road here. If you're going to say born out of anger, I think that this dude would, this is not, this was born way before this kid had even showed up in this officer's life or any of those officers lives. It was, yep, let's jump on him. This sounds like a great idea. This is born way before those moments. This was not just watching him act erratically on the street and then turning around and being like, oh, like, oh, I've just had it with this kid. No, nah, man, this is something that, like I said, again, this is born within these institutions. Like it's born within the academy for officers to look at every single altercation that they have with people on the street as combative. So yeah, when I say, when I say born out of anger, I'm not talking about those moments on the street. I'm talking about as soon as that guy was, I think I should join the police force. We should go back and inspect those moments. That's, that's just me making an inroad there. He posed next to no threat to the accused or anyone else. She said, yeah, naked kid, teenager screaming for water. Yeah. Big threat there. I'm not buying, I'm not buying any of this, him being posed this way. I'm not buying any of this, looking at a teenager and saying like, he's some sort of threat. I'm not buying a freaking inch of it. He remains on his back on the ground for the entire duration of the footage. Yeah. So when, 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 when did the threat occur? When he was screaming for the water or, you know, what, when he was kicking his, you know, his size five feet around being, what are you doing? Don't put your handcuffs on me. And then you decided to put two pairs of handcuffs on him and spray him with pepper spray and taste. When was the, when was the threat? When, when did that happen? I mean, he must've, what, what did you guys think was going on out there? You think you were dealing with John Claude Van Damme or like Bruce Willis or something. And next thing you know, he was going to watch too many Hollywood movies. Like when, when is the threat? No, nothing in the story has come to me where it's, oh, this is the moment that they were, they were having their lives threat. This is not, no way, not a single inch of this, man. This is, this is sick. It's difficult to see how it could be responded. It could be reasonable to use a baton strikes on a naked and handcuffed man or strained on the ground. Why does it say man here when we just established previously in the story that he's a teenager? What is, what is with that? Why are you saying that he is a man now? I, I don't understand. I, I feel this is the sort of thing where maybe it's just a quote, you know, me looking at this quote, taking it out of context. I hope that that's not the case, but why are you referring to this teenage boy as a man? That's interesting to me. Wonder where that came from. This just seems just something just to drive the distance away from the police officers 
who decided to jump on this naked boy and be like, oh, well, this man, dude, even if it was a full grown naked man crying out for water, why are you putting two pairs of handcuffs on him and tasering him in the middle of the street? This is wow, man. Wow, a story. Ms. Parker said earlier evidence for a witness that senior constable Greenhog had approached bystanders after the incident and said, check this out, man. You better not have bleeping recorded this, suggested he knew his actions had gotten out out of control now that's again this is interesting because if you knew you were out there being like oh man this is really this is really just a whole other level we're taking it to right now and you you turn around to people with your cell phones out watching you ostensibly like try to cave this kid's skull in or fatally fatally like harm him because you don't know anything about him he was just out there on the street you don't know if he had like a heart problem if he had you know a murmur you don't know if he had any blood issues or anything you're just off so let's just spray him with capsicum spray hit him with a taser and put him in two pairs of handcuffs while he's completely naked let's just let's just take it as far as we can possibly take it and then turn around and, be, and then threaten someone that had even attempted to record it sick drug-induced psychosis this is this is just getting good this is just getting good just trying to paint this child in this way it's this is disgusting and his closing submission defense barrister brent haberfield argued the strikes were reasonable and necessary because other forms of action have failed and the young man posed a significant safety risk to himself and to others could you elaborate here please when is the naked person when is the naked person screaming out for water when do they pose a significant safety risk i i can see him being a risk to himself because he's having clearly some sort of episode but where is the risk to the public here there's just not enough clarification here for me to really again to sit here and, and stomach that no you have not no sorry he had he said Senior Constable Greenhog had described in his evidence a concern that police were losing control. Yeah, you think? I think for, for me, this is just, it's just written all over the story. When people talk about, you know, issues of defunding the police, you know, and abolishing the police, this is, this is a telltale sign of us just needing all sorts of other services in our communities and in our lives and not having someone with a gun show up and try to solve all of our domestic and communal problems. This, this sort of framework it's just got it just has to stop are you are you serious yeah there's not very many solutions that police officers are truly trained trained in and if it's this sort of you know mental health crisis these sort of episodes the last person that i want to see if i'm a naked teenager screaming out for water having this just some sort of breakdown or episode on the street the last sort of people that i want to see is like a group of men with guns dude this is where is the care in this situation where is the empathy in this situation where are the people who we can put out into the world that can't protect themselves but these sort of like zero tolerance hard stances on all sorts of different aspects of especially considering this story where where is their input on all this there clearly has to be ways in order for us to solve these sorts of problems without you know, just getting as close as you possibly can to almost beating someone half to death he was using the baton to try and get control get compliance yeah because that's how that totally works when somebody hits on me repeatedly when i'm naked i'm totally just gonna 
let them have complete and total control over the situation. This all sounds cool and normal. Mr. Haverfield said paramedics who treated the boy noted that he appeared to be in a drug-induced psychosis and was combative during the ambulance transfer from the Byron Bay Police Station to the Tweed Heads Hospital. Now, again, this is funny. If this person's having like some sort of episode, the first place that you decide to take him is the police station. Bright, real bright, just bright, shining stars here. And then the, the other issue here is a combative teenager. You just like sprayed him with capsicum and tased him and beat on him multiple times. Yeah, combative. Mm, yeah, real. I said the, 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 and along with the drug induced coma, this just sounds like a way that you guys are just trying to just like paint yourselves as some, some sort of hero or something like that for dealing with this child this way. And again, the, the interesting thing here is that this can go into print drug induced psychosis, but has there been, and tell me if I've missed this, has there been any evidence in this story since I started reading this of someone being, we tested his blood or we gave him like a breathalyzer test or anything like this. And it was like, oh, you know, he had a high alcohol content or, you know, he had told us once in custody that he had smoked some sort of illicit substance or something like that. There hasn't been any of this. So this is just to me, to me, it just seems they're just trying to paint this kid in the worst light possible in order to make sure that none of them get on the hook for what they did to him on that day. My submission is that the prosecution did not prove beyond reasonable doubt that my client did not generally believe it was necessary to act in the way he did, he said. Man, this is some all-stars out here. Mr. also argued that much of the evidence was highly contaminated by an earlier law enforcement conduct commission inquiry, which showed video of the incident to witnesses doesn't, doesn't, so, yeah, oh, don't show the jury this. I will tell you when to show the jury this because we want to be able to just put our little fingers in it, pick around at it and all this to make sure that we have something. We have something on the plate that may put us as far away from one of us possibly being on the hook for this thing. That's basically what it sounds to me. It sounds like they're upset that this conduct commission and their inquiry showed it to the jury and was like, this is what we about to show y'all. And I mean, I don't know the, I don't know the policy and I don't know the legislation around that sort of thing, but that seems something that you should, that you should show during an inquiry. You know, this is what you guys are going to check out when you guys get to the courtroom and trying to say that it's, I guess this, this dude just doesn't, I bet you this is the sort of thing that they even, they would have tried their damnedest to make sure that it even made it into the courtroom. It's an appalling, gross contamination of witnesses by an authority that should have known better. He said, this bright shining star, just, just, yeah, okay. Not buying that either. The officers involved claimed they were unaware the young man was under 18 at the time of the incident. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to tell. Not, I know what teenagers look. How did you not know all of a sudden? Like, do you not live around teenagers or preteens and know that they look completely different than like full grown adults, especially police officers covered head to toe and, you know, the Batman's wet dream of like, you know, horrid, just carceral technology. What, what is, are you serious? Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know that? I know that a lot of people to go around and say, oh, the teenagers, oh, they look so different. I call, I call baloney on that. If I were to see something this going on, one of the first things like, and if I couldn't help, 
myself, one of the first things I would be like, oh, how old do you think that person was? I don't think that they were that old. That's, this is just hunk of baloney, man. Hunk of baloney. Volatile and unpredictable. Again, we got this like mirroring of this kid all over the story. And hand, handing down his decision in the Lismore local court today, Magistrate Dakin said, there was evidence that showed the young person's behavior was volatile and unpredictable before, during, and after the strikes. Yeah, he was having some sort of episode before, was crying out in the street naked for water during, yeah, I'm being tasered and I have pepper spray in my eyes and I'm being beat multiple times by police officers and then now forced to cooperate with these people. Yeah, I would not be, yeah, that just sounds like a roller coaster ride for just about anyone who's who's trying to become a collector during something like this. He said CCTV footage of what occurred at Byron Bay Police Station was significant because it showed the young person continued to struggle and required a number of police officers to hold him down. This is just, man, this is just, it just seems like they're just trying everything that they possibly can to just find more reasons to put their hands on a kid. It's shocking to me that in all of these different instances, instances, excuse me, from when they got to the kid on the street to they got their hands on him to they got him to the police station, they're like putting their hands all over him. But then the only thing that's in question here is just a handful of strikes on the street. It's just interesting how this ends up being framed. I'm not, I'm no law expert. You know, this is just me just adding a little bit of criticism here. And that's just, wow. Wow. The way that this ends up getting framed is just fascinating to me. Magistrate Dakin said this gave weight to senior constable Greenhog's evidence that it was a fluid situation, which he believed control and compliance were not absolute. He said weight should also be given to the pauses between the six strikes being three, then two, then one. I think this is funny, man. Funny. And again, like I said, in that really like macabre sort of like doofusy sort of way that the, the laws like protect police officers in all sorts of different cases where it's so we got like a semi rhythm going on here and it's, oh, you, you should go back and look at the, uh, look at the footage. Oh, I hit him six times in a row. Then I hit him three times. Then I hit him two more times. Then I hit him once. Yeah. Cause th that shows I was totally in control of the situation. Dude, come on, man. If I were to go back and watch like bar fight footage or something like that and any sort of altercation in between two human beings, you're trying to tell me that every single strike between two people, between the two combatives are, are, are that strategic and everybody's got a strategy going into something before they get hit. My man, like, who do you think you are? This guy thinks he's Jean-Claude Van Damme and this road in a court madness. If it was someone who had lost control, there would have not been any gaps in strikes, Magistrate Dakin said. This judge is all-star. Wow. He also referred to a character evidence given by senior police officers that senior constable Greenhog was an excellent officer and did not engage in violent behavior or overstep the mark. Wow, man, everybody, it just personal opinion getting ready to speak. It just sounds like everybody just, just one big take, man. Just everybody just take out the pool. Cause if you go, I go. And if he go, they go. So we, we all riding together. Nobody did anything wrong. Yeah, man, otherworldly. Yo, you stepped all over this kid. You guys put your hands all over him. You pepper spray him. You do all this. And then this judge is going to turn around and be like, oh, this is an excellent officer. I would just, I would just like to do just a little bit of, I hope someone's out there just did a little bit of digging just uh, on this officer's personal record, just on its own, because I don't buy that for one, one microsecond, man. I do not believe this claim that this constable was an excellent officer. I don't, I, I don't buy that. That's a personal opinion getting ready to speak here. Cause how did you end up on the take for this? Yo, man, it, again, we know there's so much evidence out here where it's officers that engage in these sorts of, in these sorts of actions, they always end up in situations. This, this is not just like something to just pop 
out of the blue. If you're an officer like this, this, this sort of stuff, it's like a gray cloud for you. It follows some of these officers around. So I don't buy that in the slightest. He noted evidence given by Sergeant John Keogh, who described being called to reports on of a rambunctious, excuse me, homeless person with Senior Constable Greenhawk. Sergeant Keogh said Senior Constable Greenhawk offered the homeless man $5 to get a coffee and after he had calmed him down, the charge was dismissed. Like, wow, man, there's just a lot of that. That's just, this set, this absolutely set. It's just indicative of just like so many things when it comes to police officers and just this, just so much glad handing that just gets them out of like any sort of issue whatsoever. And just the way that they view all sorts of issues here in the world, you know, especially when it comes to people having issues with like mental health, you know, having episodes and homelessness, all sorts of stuff. And then turning around and then having the ability to like paint this child as like a drug induced psycho is absolutely disgusting and just is it's beyond the pale. But that's my personal opinion on this story. What did you guys think of it? Do you think there's anything that I ended up missing? And do you think there's anything that I should have ended up bringing to light about this story? Or you guys may know about, let me know in that comment section down below. And as always, thank you guys so much for coming around and checking out this content from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys all so much. I really appreciate it. I really, truly, honestly do. And I'll see you guys on the next. Peace.